God is Thank you. 
Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we praise your name. You do all the honor and the praise and the glory. You're the creator and sustainer of our universe. We come before you humbly, Father, realizing that we are weak and sinful. And we pray that you will forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who may have wronged us. Father, we have so many things to be thankful for, for the many material blessings that we often take for granted. But above all our material blessings, we thank you for our spiritual blessings, for your love, mercy, and grace to us, and for the love of Jesus in being willing to leave heaven and come to this earth and give his life a ransom for our sins. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, which has provided us with your word and preserved and protected it through the ages and will serve as our guide through your word. We pray that you will be with those who have been mentioned that need your healing and your comfort. We pray that you'll bless them. We pray that you'll be with us this week as we elect leaders for our country. We pray that we'll elect those that, that will be true to your principles, will trust in you, and will lead us in that direction. We pray that you'll be with us through this service. Be with us through all of our lives. And when we come to the end of our life, we look forward to that home in heaven, not because of our goodness and righteousness, but because of the righteousness of Jesus and his cleansing blood. We pray that you'll be with us through this night through all of our life, and as we go forth this week, we pray that we may be Christ-like in all that we say and do. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Number 717. 717. We'll sing this through twice.
to 719. 719. Turn number 136. Number 136.
934. 
uh, we had on the board earlier, God is calling the prodigal. God is calling the prodigal. So how does it end? If I were to ask you how the parable of the prodigal son ended, what would you say? You see, we're tempted to say that it ends when the son comes home. And it comes home into the arms of the father and all that celebration takes place. But we just read that immediately following, we see a picture where Jesus tells us of an older brother that's talking with the father. In the background, you can hear the sounds of celebration and music and and laughter and excitement. And it ends with these simple words from the father. We had to celebrate and rejoice for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. Jesus never tells us what happens to the older brother. If the brother decides to turn his life and his attitude around, decides to accompany his father into the celebration, to welcome his brother who, by the way, he hadn't seen for years and still hadn't seen because he remained out in the fields. We don't know what happened to the younger son. We don't know that he was able to stay there and live that kind of faithful life. And so we see all these loose ends and it's kind of an open-ended parable. What I want to ask you tonight is how does it end? If you find yourself in the shoes of someone who has walked out into a life that you know wasn't best, done some things that you're ashamed of, maybe said some things you wish you hadn't, and you want to turn back to God, how will that end for you? It's interesting that the one good decision that younger son makes through the entire parable is to come home. You know, it didn't matter what kind of decisions he had made up to that point. And he decided to come home. That's when love could be shown. That's when good things could happen. Do you know, as we struggle in our Christian life, the relationship between faith and, and works and the actions that we take, I think this is a beautiful picture. Nothing about the walk home for that younger son earned him his father's love. Nothing did. Sure, he turned around and walked home, but he didn't deserve the love that his father lavished on him. All of those new clothes and sandals and the celebration and the party, he didn't deserve that just for walking home. But he couldn't have experienced it unless he walked home. When we become Christians, when we come home and put Jesus on in baptism, nothing about that act earns us God's love, but we simply can't experience it without it. So if you find yourself in the shoes of the younger son, how will that end for you? What about the older son? We've all been challenged with that kind of negative thinking that the, younger son, that the older son displays. If we find ourselves in, in the shoes where we're not looking for what's good, but maybe we're looking for what's bad, maybe when something good takes place, instead of being excited, we're immediately suspicious. Maybe we're on the lookout for something that, that we can complain about, something we don't like. It's an easy trap to fall into. If we're in those shoes tonight, how will it end for us? And as Christians, as we look at the example the Father gives us of unconditional love, if we're still aspiring to that, how is that going to end for us? Are we going to be able to display that love in our lives? It doesn't matter whether you feel more like the younger son or the older son. The Father did the same thing for both. He went out to meet them. Now, of course, just as the younger son shows us, in order to meet God... You have to make that journey to Him. 
Nothing about that journey earns you an eternal inheritance in heaven, but you just simply can't experience it without it. So as we've reflected on the prodigal son tonight, if you find yourself in either of those situations, Hollis is going to come and lead us in the song we sang earlier. God is calling the prodigal. The message of the gospel is that if you find yourself in that situation, God is calling you. He's calling me. He's calling us to be something better than we are, to make some changes, to make some improvements. And so if you're in one of those positions and you want to write your own ending, there's no better time than right now as we sing together. Supper has been prepared tonight for those that were unable to partake this morning, and we're going to sing uh, one song, one hymn, number um, 382, 382, and while we sing that song, if you will go to the auditorium across the the, uh, foyer, then you'll be served, 382. Oh, I did my Savior come to us. 
Father, thank you for allowing us the privilege to live in a country where we're free to come worship you as, as we want. And Lord, uh, please be with our country this Tuesday as there's a, a big decision going to be made. Please help us to make 
the right decision, the decision that will most please you. And Lord, please be with, please be with all the sick. Please be with uh, all the terminally ill, with the with cancer, and please comfort them and their families, Lord. And thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross for our sins. And please give us a safe trip home tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.